Good morning. Today in our scripture read earlier by Kitty in the Gospel of Mark, we heard about the baptism of Jesus. Mark's Gospel uses the tell-it-like-it-is method, providing no frills for the account for Jesus' baptism and his ministry. The Gospel of Mark is known for its rawness. It's known for its rather unpretty words that come across as just having the story thrown out there for us to chew on. Even as straightforward as Mark is, sometimes because of our English translation of the original Greek, we miss subtle and poignant things happening in the text from the original language. For example, today the text describes the scene of John and Jesus in the water. When Jesus comes up from under the water after his baptism, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove upon him. Oh, back up for a minute. Wow. The heavens torn apart. That's graphic. Perhaps you may also have read or heard it said another way in another version of the Bible. Ripped open. Ripped open? The heavens ripped open? This descriptive word ripped or torn does not indicate a mild, rather ho-hum event, now does it? Ripped or torn is a dramatic and even violent happening. But since Mark tends to throw everything at us in a raw fashion, our English words lose even still the depth of these fate-changing words. Okay, take a second. Pop quiz. Now don't don't panic, it's pretty easy. Take a minute and ask yourself, is there any other place in biblical scripture where something else was said to have been ripped? I'll give you a hint. It's also in the New Testament. It's at Easter. Yes, at Jesus' final moment of crucifixion. That's when Jesus gave up his life on the cross and died. And at that very moment, we are told the temple curtain ripped apart. The temple curtain ripped apart. This biblical image isn't very subtle. Mark tends to use a sledgehammer image to point to a defining moment. The temple curtain tearing, ripping apart, indicates that there has been a drastic change in the world due to the choice made to crucify Jesus. This tearing apart in Mark was not just metaphorical. It had physical significance as well. The tearing of the curtain meant that what was once holy referring to the inner sanctum of the temple, meant only for God and select priests up until this point, was now open 
and accessible to all. The holy of holies in the temple was now open to anyone to see. The defining moment of Jesus's ministry to the world had arrived, and if it wasn't clear before, it certainly now was in the ripping of that temple curtain. God was for everyone, and no one could put that love for us and creation asunder. And the, and the event that we read about this morning, the baptism of Jesus, is another defining moment that would change the world. Truly, I am not just making words more dramatic than they actually were in the Greek. The word was torn or ripped in the Greek. The word, the word for torn or ripped in the Greek is seen only a few times in the whole entirety of biblical text. This word for torn is used to convey to us that something incredible took place. This tearing apart is something that should shake us awake, get our attention, remind us that what is happening in this scene will have profound reverberations. Have you ever gone out to a lake on a quiet day and seen the water smooth as glass over the whole area? Probably so here in New Hampshire. And as you stand at the edge of the shore, you can't help but reach down and pick up a stone and cast it out across the water as far as you can. And then you watch it plink into that still water. I'm betting most everyone today listening to me has done that. Then you stand and watch the ever-increasing rings of water expand until eventually small waves run all the way up onto the shore where you are standing. Did you know nearly all tidal waves are caused by a small shift in the ocean floor? A small shift in the ocean floor. The reason scientists monitor the seismic activity of the ocean floor is that the energy transferred in a tiny event will multiply quickly into bigger and bigger waves as they near the next continent until they are enormous and rush over the land, causing catastrophic change. And that's not how we think about the baptism of Jesus, though, is it? We seem to always focus on the serenity of it all. We envision a gentleness of the water and calmness of the whole event. I know when I envision this scene from Mark of John baptizing Jesus, I see Jesus gently wading out into the calm water and John holding him and smiling. The water around Jesus glistening clear as it covers him. Coming up out of the water, a beam of sunlight breaks through the beautiful white clouds to reveal the blue sky 
and sunlight shines down on Jesus, who is now glistening golden. You may even picture a real white dove fluttering down to rest on Jesus as the voice of gentle love speaks the comforting, reassuring words, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. That's the way most all the pictures look depicted throughout the centuries of Jesus being baptized, right? It's also pretty much the way that we approach the baptisms that we celebrate. We have warm water with smiles and joy. The air is filled with peace and fellowship. There is no sense of ripping or tearing or anything else violent happening. This defining moment of baptism happens gently here in our congregation. Although we may imagine the scene of Jesus' baptism as serene, the fact of the matter is that what he did from that moment created reverberations across the whole world. Just like throwing that rock far off in the still water. His small splash in the pool of water with John would become huge waves in the world. So big it would rip wide open everything people knew and understood about God and worship. Jesus' baptism would set his ministry in motion. His ministry was to the least and the lost, the broken and the orphaned, and it would be so big, have such an impact, would spread like wildfire. It would be so big that eventually it would cause just plain old people like us to crucify him in order to try to make the huge waves of change stop. See, church going in those days, and unfortunately too often now, tends to be for the privileged. It was for those who at the time were able to pay for the proper sacrifice to get the blessings at the temple. Entering the temple was for the ones who were clean and clear and clear of any problems, whether that be bodily or mentally. It was for those who looked nice, smelled nice, talked nice, had houses or decent places to stay. You get the point. Jesus claimed his ministry that day in the water with John. That was Jesus' defining moment to begin fulfilling what God had called him to do. 
And John the Baptist, too, had his defining moment of his ministry preaching the gospel of repentance, of hopeful change. John's message pointed to Jesus' ministry. John, radical beyond what we realize, tried to pave the way for this tumultuous Jesus and his tidal wave in the world. Both had gone out serving plain old people and going to places where no one wanted to go. And doing that is what made them radical in their culture. And it's what eventually got each of them killed. We should note, Jesus' ministry didn't start in the temple. Jesus went outside to seek out John, who was offering healing and repentance to all people out in the world. And we have been called this day to follow Jesus' example. We have been called to follow his teachings, and that means that we too will have to walk the walk out there, to walk the walk, as John Wayne would put it. And the reason you called me to serve you in this pastoral role at this time in the life of Canterbury United Community Church is to walk with you. We are to walk together in Christ, and our mission is out in the community, out in the world. And our ministry is to the least, the lost, the lonely, and the outcast. Following Jesus' lead, we are called to serve all those who need help with no restrictions. You see, the curtain is ripped open. The temple for us, the ministry of the church, is for all people. The heavens have been ripped open, and our ministry is for the uplifting of all creation. God has made God's self accessible revealed to all. We are the body, hands, and feet of Christ to the world. Each day we are called, even amidst the most trying of circumstances, to find a way to reach out and help not just each other, but especially those who have been downtrodden and outcast by our society and culture. Jesus provided a vision so unrecognized in its context. His vision so unrecognized in its context that he was eventually killed for it. His message was one filled with radical hospitality. Everyone was welcome to know God. The heavens had been ripped wide open.
to know a God who loves us all, all the little children, all the grown people, all the creatures of the world. And we do welcoming pretty well here at Canterbury. There's always more to do and learn and more to challenge us and keep us asking where we can make a difference in the world. One person, one moment at a time. It's important to keep asking where is Christ's ministry and mission taking us next? And how is Christ asking us to respond to the troubles of this moment. As we continue to strive in our ministries and missions, we shouldn't be surprised that it will push us against the boundaries of current culture. Dare I say, it will rip open, tear the fabric, rip and tear that familiar, smooth, comfortable fabric of how we imagined our religious life to be. So perhaps looking at the baptism of Jesus as a tranquil event is really kind of silly. The aftermath of Jesus' baptism has been anything but smooth going as it ripped open a new moment in history, reiterating God's love and accessibility for all. You had a pop test quiz earlier. Now I'm going to give you some homework. No groaning, please. Remember, ministry and mission is hard work. Before you move on with your day today, I want you to think of defining moments in your life. Think about defining moments in the life of your church. Think about the moments of your life in this church that have changed you for the better. And really consider the impact, the reverberations of your baptism. Think about your choice to follow Jesus' teachings and how you can lean into being part of the body, the working extension of Jesus' ministry in the world. You might ask yourself today, what needs to rip open in this moment? What is the curtain that needs to be torn apart to step into the space that ends separation? What clouds need to part to see the sun's light shining on a path to usher in God's kingdom? May the stones that we toss this day, bring tidal waves of lasting peace and steadfast love.
Will you pray with me? God of wisdom, God of great love, peace, patience, today we celebrate that Jesus began his ministry renewed and refreshed in the waters that you created. Let each of us be open to experiencing renewal, a washing away of the things that hold us back and the turbulence that brings forth truth and your kingdom. May it be so this day. In Christ's name, amen.